0: Welcome to Persons of Interest. I am your host, Derek Dockett. The St. Louis metro area has a very passionate prep sports scene. With many unique communities within the area, there are passionate and loyal fans, students, and graduates from all of the different public and private high schools around St. Louis. Sports is one thing that brings all these communities together, especially competitively. The area is fortunate to have the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and STO High School Sports providing great coverage and stories about the many student-athletes in the area, and one of those storytellers at the forefront of that coverage is David Cuidle. He's one of the longtime reporters that has been on the scene for many years covering all the big games. Recently, STO High School Sports has been publishing all-decade teams, and the boys' basketball selections were a very hot topic on social media. In this podcast, I talk with David about his time covering prep sports in town, some of his favorite sports memories, and the all-decade team selections. This is David Queedle on Persons of Interest. How long has it been for you at the post? Now is it twenty years?
1: I I've been covering high school sports in uh, St. Louis since uh, I got hired in June, on June. Well, I started June fourth, two thousand one, at the Jefferson County Journal. Okay. And then in two thousand two, I, I moved over to the West County Journal, which covered pretty much everything from one seventy uh, all the way out to the St. Louis County line. Headed on like on highway 40 and then in Eureka and Lafayette and all the way out that way. So I, in the current role I am in, I, I started that in the, in the winter of 2013, 2014. So I've been, I've been, I've been around a little while.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, you, you've, you've seen it all. So you, if anybody can look back over the last 10, 15, 20 years of prep sports in the area, you're one of the go-to's.
1: Certainly. And I that's I, I take a lot of pride in that because when I started at the Jefferson County Journal, there were there were journals in uh, Jefferson County, North County, South County, West County. We had a bunch of them in Illinois. St. Charles County had an office. Uh, there was a Wentzville Warrington office and all of those offices had between two to three guys just doing high school sports, just doing local sports Yeah, on 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 top of. A, a, a news staff that covered you know you know town halls and local governments and community news. On and we had a food section with a with Janice Denim who was our food editor who was really great and an army of photographers that were out there taking pictures and documenting everything. And and over the course of time, as we we know, if you've been paying attention to media stuff, I mean the newspaper. Industries dried up. The weekly papers have dried up. COVID, corona, whatever you want to call it, has – it's – the RFT stopped publishing for a hot second. Uh, the North Sider, South Sider in the city stopped publishing. I mean it's the Webster-Kirkwood Times, the South County Times. So the whole newspaper industry is, has been going through it now in particular. Yeah. And I, I've managed to still be here, and I I take a lot of pride in that. That means a lot to me to, to be able to continue to do what I do um, considering I know how many people – how fortunate I am because I know a lot of people who who would love to be doing this, who who spend a lot of time to try and do this, who aren't. So that means a lot to me to be around doing it. But when we're talking about this, Earl Earl Austin has to be the first guy.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. I, I, <laughs> how, how dare I forget about Earl Time Update?
1: Our Earl is the Earl is the Godfather and uh, and the Deacon and 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 the 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 Goat, shall we say? Yeah. And, and he's been around and seen a lot. And I did Frank Cusimano's radio show earlier today, and that's a guy who's seen a lot in his time, and, and has just always been very supportive of high school sports. Me in particular, Frank has always been very kind to me. Um, but he he really loves watching the kids play ball and and do what they do.
0: So, so so yeah, I've
1: been around a little while.
0: So for me, after spending like seven eight years solely dedicated to college. Uh, sports, particularly Missouri Valley Conference, where I worked. Um, Now working for the last two years in the Wentzville School District, Um, I guess, even even before then, when my nephew played basketball at Hazelwood Central a couple years ago, I didn't really pay much attention to high school sports in the area, with the exception of when I was in high school. Parkway West, class of 1997, thank you very much. I had to get that in there. Please Uh, do. But... I I remember we were not great at football when I was there. I remember we were okay at baseball, basketball. We were just sort of middle of the road kind of thing. It wasn't the 91 state championship team. Um, And we've, when people bring up some names, I can think of those and like, oh yeah, I've heard that guy. But there's a lot of names I knew I definitely hadn't heard of. There's some guys, there's some studs and definitely like I'm, I'm, paraphrasing all this to get into the the all decade thing that you guys did before i even jump into that i wanted to ask how in the world when you think about all the all the student athletes you've covered because you not only just basketball track football you got several guys on your on the squad that cover baseball and everything but i know you you are heavy into football and track in the spring but all the kids you've you've covered uh in your time there um how do you sum up the, the level of talent that we have just in the St. Louis area and St. Louis area, meaning both sides of the river? Because I know that'll be part <laughs> of the debate that we'll get into with the basketball thing.
1: <laughs> well, I, I would say that we have as good a talent as any other part of the part of the world. Honestly, um, our top tier kids can compete. With anybody. I think we've seen that again and again. We've had three NBA lottery picks in the last decade. Um, Jason Tatum, Ben McLemore, and Bradley Beal were all taken in the NBA with their you know, I think Macklemore was the number seven pick when he went to Sacramento. And then Jason and Brad were both each number three. So those guys are elite. you are talking about track. Uh, this year was supposed to be Justin Robinson's senior season. Now, he wasn't going to run for Hazelwood West. OK, he was, he was he was going to go international because he won the the junior Pan American Games 400 meter gold medal last year and then was was third in the Pan Am Games overall. 400 meter dash last year. He wow. set the the U the U18 world record for the 400 meter uh, record last summer, as he won the 100, the 200, the 400, and anchored the 4x4 relay at Hazelwood West as they won their first ever state championship in anything, and at the at the state track meet. So we have guys, and and he might not even be the best. Like Brandon Miller was going to be. Well, he is a senior at John Burroughs. He he's on the path to be one of the great. Uh, middle distance runners we've had in the state, if not the country, he's got a multiple world records and the youth world records in the the 800 meter run, and was was primed to do something absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he's going to go to Texas A and M uh, to continue collegiately, and we we've got people who do things at the next level. And and are exceptional. Ezekiel Elliott is a prime example. a yeah. guy who, who you know, who was at John Burroughs and and running over people. He never, unfortunately, got got to win at the Dome. But he's. He, I think things turned out okay. He won a national championship with Ohio State. I think he was number four in the NFL draft. He's the highest paid running back in, in the league. We've had a number of players who who haven't. When I did that, the All Decade Football Team, the thing that I really was impressed by and kind of surprised by was just how many guys got to the NFL from here and, and they weren't necessarily drafted. I mean, we've had guys who get picked like Zeke and we've had other players who, who are selected. Terry Beckner was selected. Um, Roderick Johnson out of Hazelwood central was, was, was a big time pick, a big time player here. And then a, I think a sixth or seventh round pick. We've had a lot of guys who who got drafted and signed and, and played in the league. We've had a lot of guys who didn't get drafted, got right. signed. And found a way to continue to grind and stay in a professional football career. Uh, Deron Neal, who played at DeSmet, he was the feature story for the Offensive Player of the Decade uh, thing we did last Sunday for football. I mean, he was there was nobody better in St. Louis in his time. And the handful of guys – and he's in the conversation for best overall football player to, to, to come from this part of the world. I mean, he never he, – he got one tryout or one or one preseason camp with Denver, the Broncos, and it, it just didn't work. After pretty after four, you know, four years at Oklahoma, which that's it, yeah, a hell of a place to go play yeah, football. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's. I mean, a lot of people get caught up, especially the kids, they get caught up in, oh, I'm going to go to the league, I'm going to go do this, and I'm, I'm going to be set, and it's like, well, getting to the league is half the battle. Staying in the league might even be harder, Yeah. because there are so many guys every year who have that same dream, that same goal. It's a grind. It's a grind. I mean, and we, just as far as talent goes, we have, you can, you can do anything coming out of St. Louis. You can go be a world champion. You can go be a world, youth world record holder, an international record holder. I mean, Jackie Jordan-Kersey is maybe the greatest female athlete to walk the earth. I mean, she's certainly in the conversation. She's from East St. Louis. You know what I mean? Like, so you can, you can go do big, do things. There are opportunities here. You you can make it happen. It's just, you know, you, you got You have to make it happen, but people from St. Louis will have every opportunity to do that. There are resources here. There are opportunities here. And, That's my summation. We can compete with anybody.
0: And when you say anybody, for me, and correct me if I'm wrong, has there been a time when St. Louis wasn't the, quote-unquote, dominant? We didn't have the dominant programs in terms of basketball. We'll just stick with basketball, football um, sure. in, in the state. Because I know for, for a couple of years, you'd see some teams in Springfield that were strong in basketball. And it, it, it can't, comes and goes with the talent, I know, because I'm thinking of some times where you know some kids that get recruited and they would stay in state. And I, from my experience, some, there was a good run of kids. From Springfield, when I was in school down there, and they ended up going to school at Missouri State, and kids from Kickapoo. you hear about kids from Kansas City, but it seems like St. Louis has been trending upward in terms of both basketball and football, in in terms of controlling both of those sports in, in the state of Missouri recently.
1: Well, we've always been basketball. Like yeah. St. Louis is is the best basketball city, I think. I think that's a pretty. I think that's pretty easy to safe say. ground to stand on that we that that we have we have produced the most basketball talent and the highest level of basketball talent and the most successful basketball programs um in missouri i don't know that there's any doubt about that now kansas city's had its teams and its players springfield i mean i've been the bass pro tournament i think for the last five years i mean springfield shows out man i mean a lot of people were crabbing when the state championships moved to jqh down there uh, from columbia and, and mizzou but they okay, like basketball little, down there. It's a little further of a drive, but like Springfield is crazy for hoops, man. It yeah. is second to none in its in its love and passion for the game. And it's, you know, it's it's evident. It is evident at the at the games. It's evident at the Bass Pro in particular, which is one of one of the longest running best tournaments in the country. And I, I have relished every opportunity I've had to go there. It's been a real joy in my line of work to do that. And they also they make get, it
0: fun. They get talent from out of state to come to that event too.
1: Oh, they they get they get two Springfield teams and then and then uh, six six of the team six of the best teams they can they can pull in Oak Hill comes just about every year. They bring a team in. Um, Oh, I just lost the name of it. From, from New York every year. Uh, Christ the King? Uh, Christ the King, well, with Lamar, who Lamar Odom played for and yeah. has had a real big-time tradition in New York City. So they come every year because they help kick it off. Um, but, yeah, that's a great tournament. You see some of the most elite talent in the world down there. And our guys go down there, and they play really well. Like like Chaminade with Jason Tatum and those guys were down there. Webster Groves, Courtney Ramey, Belleville West. And uh, EJ Liddell and 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 those guys were down there. And who? Oh, Bashan was down there this year. Yeah. Played Oak Hill in a great semifinal, a really great semifinal. So, so there are. I mean, Missouri lo- loves basketball, and there are pockets that are. It's even crazier than it is in, in the middle of the state because Columbia's got a good tradition too. I mean, Hickman and and Rock, Rock Ridge, have had yeah, teams. Yeah, they've had teams. So, but I think St. Louis is is where it's at now. Football. There was a really good stretch where, where St. Louis had a hard time cracking through Kansas City, man. Okay. So that's what like, I'm thinking there, of. Yeah. There was a there were there was a pretty good stretch where Kansas City really dominated, <laughs> which is, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Like the, the the talent goes back and forth sometimes. But I think it was yeah, it was twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Saint Louis won classes three, four, five, and six in Missouri. That's the first time that had ever happened. That St. Louis had swept the majority of the uh, of the available championships. Trinity won Class Three, Ledoux won Class Four, Vianney won Class Five, and then CBC went back to back in Class Six. Wow! And that was and uh, like when you talk about you know regions dominating, like Kansas City's really great. I don't know that it's ever had four four teams from its area win in a single year. Now, obviously having six classes is something that's relatively recent. I think that was
0: 2002
1: that they put that into place.
0: Yep. You're right. I'm looking at it now.
1: Something like that. So yep,
0: 2002.
1: So it hasn't, it hasn't been like a, a long glorious time, but it's, it's, you know, it's 18, 18 years now we've had six classes and it's only sweeping three, four, five, and six has only happened one time. So I, uh, I mean we we we've really been good. Last year didn't go so well. Lutheran North was the only team to make it out and they won class two and they were they were Oh, I take that back. Dismet won class six. I'm tripping. So Desmet won six and then this, DeS- and then um Lutheran North won class two. But that that was but after winning all you know, three, four, five, and six—that was a bit of a calm down, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it happens. It happens. So, I mean, you're somehow you remember all this stuff. You're like a wealth of prep sports <laughs> encyclopedia <my> <laughs> here. Well, yeah, obviously, obviously. Um, let's jump into this. These all-decade things. First of all, I guess it's easy to, you know. We love content, on, especially online, and this is a great idea to do this because I've been keeping track of it because we like to recognize a lot of our student-athletes when they you know, do the sports stuff, and that's sort of a little bit of thing. I've taken ownership in my role of recognizing the sports kids in our at our three high schools at Holt, Liberty, and Timberland, and we've had some kids, especially on the wrestling side. Um, Winsville's had some really strong uh, years at, in, in wrestling in the past. Um, never a strong, too strong of football. They've had some 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 glory to with uh turbo and yeah monty yep, monty, you, monty you, ball you, you read my mind you read my mind um we had some studs on the baseball side too and things like that and definitely softball um basketball this you got the internet riled up this past weekend with this uh, all decade basketball team <laughs> a little bit <laughs> did you? Did you, so? Uh, I guess I'll, this this will be my first question. Was sure. it was it hard to put this team together?
1: Well, I, honestly, the first team came together pretty. I, I think it was the first team was pretty. Not I don't want to say easy, but it, it, the first team wasn't hard because I, I think Jason and Brad are, are so obvious. I thought EJ was pretty obvious, and Courtney Ramey was pretty obvious. I think those four guys were were really had 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 stamped themselves as first team guys their resumes are impeccable that fifth spot you know we ended up picking roosevelt jones but cam Beachide was in that conversation at, at cardin ritter because he was so dominant now his post high school career really went sideways unfortunately for that young man yeah. um it hasn't been great but that fifth spot was tough and then but then as i got going it there were we've produced so much talent that it was it wasn't easy to to figure out okay who's a second team kind of guy cuz who's a third team kind of guy cuz we at you know at the post and, and STL high school sports we we cover approximately 45 miles from our downtown office so you that that is all of the Metro East and right. then some. I mean that's how we get to the Wenzfils of the world and the Timberlands of the world. Like because that's that's way out there the Borges and the Washingtons. So you include that mass of space. I mean none of these. I mean Borges is one of the best small school programs in state history. Borgia didn't get a kid on his team. Right. Right. <laughs> so I mean that's a group who who would would obviously merit consideration and. And you have to take into consideration just how hard, difficult it is in Illinois, and which is what I did. Like, like people who aren't familiar, Collinsville is one of the most storied basketball programs in the region. They've been playing basketball over a hundred years. You know, they've had dudes come through. They've won state championships, which is harder to do in Illinois. And Rayshawn Taylor didn't get his opportunity this year. The last, the last two seasons, three teams from Illinois have one state championships. That's the first time that's happened in a long time because Belleville West last year won class 4A and Eastside won class 3A. So you have two state champions in one conference. In Illinois. It's unprecedented. And Collinsville won that league this year for the first time since 96. For all its history, it's the first time they've won it since 96. He was was their all-time leading scorer, which it was over 2,100 and change for his career. He's a four-year guy. Really did most of his damage sophomore, junior, senior year, but was on the varsity as a freshman. And I just didn't want to hold it against him. like He, he had obviously elevated himself and, and put himself in an in elite position at a school that it's hard to do, but he didn't get to finish the job because of corona. Because Illinois shut their stuff down before Missouri did, and they didn't get to play in their, their sectional or their sectional final and didn't get to go – through chicago and see what they could have done and you know and then and it dings up caleb loves resume too right. he made he's the first i mean he's the mcdonald's all-american he's the jordan brand guy he was the gatorade player of the year the mr basketball missouri mr show me basketball and he got to state as a junior and it was there was one play away and rockbridge pulled it out and then they were headed back this year, and it was the first time CBC had gone—I mean, CBC is, you know, a really good program. This was going to be their first time going to back-to-back Final Four since 58, 59, and 60.
0: That's saying something for a school like that, too. You know what I'm saying? They've so have like his a
1: His resume speaks for itself. And if he had the opportunity to go to state and win a championship, well, maybe that fifth spot on that all-decade team is his and not Roosevelt Jones or Cam Beachide. Maybe it's his, but— You know, I I couldn't stamp him. He didn't have the championship because they didn't get it as juniors. And and it it was just that missing piece. So, unfortunately, you know, it's a double-edged sword a little bit, I guess, because, you know, I don't elevate love to that first team because I thought those other guys had a little bit better resume. And I elevate Rayshon a little bit with the COVID and the corona kind of holding him down. So, I don't know. So, it it was really difficult. I mean, there's there's guys on this team that – or the guys that didn't make this team that that were phenomenal players. Like Ben McLemore didn't make the team. Yeah. Ben McLemore, I was looking at it. I went back and did his numbers. Ben McLemore, as a junior at Wellston, led them to state. I think they finished third, maybe fourth. I'm not sure. I don't recall. They didn't win. I do know that. As a junior at Wellston, Ben McLemore averaged 28-13 with six assists, two and a half steals, and two blocks a game. Jeez. Every time he took 28, 13 and six, <laughs> every time he took the court. That is unbelievable. Amazing. But Wellston closed before his senior year and he transferred to Oak Hill and then transferred out of Oak Hill to somewhere else and kind of got and just kind of disappeared. So it's like, well, that guy, I, I, I didn't I, I didn't. Well, I couldn't include him, I didn't right. think. I couldn't right. exclude these other guys because of, of how his career kind of shook out. Had he stayed at Wellston and they were – and he was phenomenal, I think he, maybe he has a first-team case, honestly, if they, they can do some things at Wellston. But the school closed. Um, Torrence Watson is a guy who wasn't able to crack this list. He averaged 29 points as a junior over, I think, 31 as a senior, scored 53 times his senior year, including against Charleston in a quarterfinal that his team did not win. And he never won a championship. He got to two Final Fours, one championship game, and Northwest uh, Northwest Academy in the city beat him. So that was a guy that was hard to leave off. And and we didn't get all their statistics, which is another part of this puzzle.
0: I was going to say, you know? like the caveats you probably have to put on doing these teams— With stats, with, you know, throwing in the coronavirus thing to it, schools closing, merging, all this kind of stuff, kids transferring. Like, these things aren't all black and white, cut and dry, I can imagine, right? No.
1: I mean, like I said, I thought that the first four spots on the first team— I mean, that's easy. Like, th- those are those are there. But everything else, it's it's kind of just kind of figuring it out, looking at it, and taking into consideration, you know, what is your statistical output? What does your team do? What was your success? How did, you know, how did you, how many years did you play at a high level? Like B.J. Young. B.J. Young had one amazing senior season. Like, well, everybody gets one senior season, but he had one season of varsity ball, like, yeah. that he played for his career. I, uh, he played... 51 varsity games over the course of three years 16 as a sophomore five as a junior 30 as a senior now over that time he averaged 20 points three rebounds three assists his senior year which was incredible he he scored 859 points he was a thousand point scorer in 51 career games like that's absurd (laughs) but he only had the one year now he he beat uh, Brad Beal and that Shaman team in an all-time classic game. They went on to win state, and they were dominant that year, but that was only the one year. So when we look at the grand scope, right. it's like, you were amazing, but I needed I needed Body work. two varsity seasons. Let me get three varsity seasons, because all of, like everybody who's on this list was productive for more than one season. It, yeah. it was two, if not three, if not four.
0: Full body of work. I get that. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's what probably got me when I was I, – so I, I took a peek into your mentions, the people that were tweeting at you. And <laughs> it made me laugh because everyone that had an issue with something weren't all playing by the same rules. I mean you had some people – you could have probably done a all-decade private school team, all-decade West County team, all-decade city team. I mean – I, it's people upset that Vashon so-and-so got left off, dismet so-and-so. I mean, it was left and right. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, people are really riled up about something that, I mean, let's be honest. It, it's a great thing to do. It's it's great, you know, something for the kids to point to and say, oh, this is a great honor. I appreciate it. But in the grand scheme of things, like, and not the, <laughs> like, Put a, it's it's just like they they got so fired up about something that in the grand scheme of things not going to matter a whole lot. But
1: no, it's <laughs> but we have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> we have nothing else to argue about. So,
0: but we and got this you now.
1: You know, we got we got Michael Jordan in the Last Dance on ESPN every yeah. weekend, kind of giving us that little little taste of something. But everybody's frustrated they're locked in their house they're they're stewing on stuff they're this, and and the the thing that i really love is i think when everybody was 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 barking at me and mad at me and this that and the other which you know i mean it's coming from a place where i love my guy yeah, why don't you love exactly. my guy like i love my guy yeah. and and that's why i don't take it personal right because you know it they're, they're your guy. You're supposed to love your guy. And you think your guy's the best guy ever. And that's fine. But <laughs> And you're the guy. You know, I, have to, I, I have to make decisions. Like, I'm curious because Frank was when, – when I talked to Cusimano today on his radio show, he was talking about how Jason and Brad Bradley Beal are going to do their own
0: – Yeah, own, I saw that too. Their
1: own all-decade teams tonight on Instagram. He's like, <laughs> are you looking forward to it? I'm like, yeah, because I'm for everybody's list because this list stuff is tough. Right, right. Like how do you – how do you do this? And 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 what a lot of people like to do, and and maybe we can segue to to the to what we were talking about, where you we kind of hitting at earlier was like they like to exclude Illinois. Yeah, they like to say, well, he's not from St. Louis. Oh, he's not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like like these guys. Well, will you cross the Mississippi where we're not? We don't include those guys. They're, it's but we cover that forty five mile that forty five mile radius. Right. People over in Illinois read the website. They buy the newspaper. Those right? teams play against St. Louis teams. E. J. Liddell, his senior year, beat Chaminade, C B C and Bashan. Yeah. But he's not from Saint Louis. Like I I, I I my my coworker texted me, he's like, You need to check this out and I looked at it. Belleville West is a mile closer to Bush <laughs> Stadium than Yeah. <Chaminade. laughs> So you do like, a, what's more St. Louis than Bush <laughs> Stadium? Like, but, but, but he's not from St. Louis. Oh, okay.
0: So in addition to the all-private school team, the all-city team, you got to do a separate <laughs> all-Missouri team and a separate all-STL High School Sports Illinois team.
1: Hell yeah, it's, it's the River War. We have to do a River War team.
0: <laughs> so did you get this much feedback off the football? No,
1: not at all. And and the, the the thing with football is that it was the, the rosters were so big. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot easier, not easier, but it's a it a lot more people get love. Right, right. When I mean, I did seventy four biographies for that between the first team, second team, third team, and then the the all purpose and and kicker punter guys. Yeah, and then I even I, I actually the only real blowback I got from that was there. The long snappers were frustrated; they weren't recognized. The long snappers. So, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. Like long snapper of the decade, I, uh, I'm sorry, that was not something that really came up as I was putting together 74 biographies and trying to figure out who the 15 best offensive linemen of the last 10 years were. If you if you have a formula to tell me that, <laughs> I would love to hear it because that stuff is not easy. Yeah. So no, there was not nearly enough blowback. Not nearly as much blowback, I should say. Right football guys uh, but basketball because St. Louis and and the, the region is so good at it because everybody has their favorites because we spend the winter do like what else do we have it's like blue hockey <laughs> and and High school basketball. Yeah. Like that's if you're a sports fan in St. Louis, that's those are your options. Right. Like I mean, or, or the Billikens. I mean, obviously the Billikens. But that there again, it's basketball, right? So
0: and that trends whichever way because some people don't get into college basketball. Like I know you do, a Billiken grad. I do Missouri State grad. I, I watch anybody play. You know, top twenty five basketball. So, but again, some people, some things. Other people, other things. Um, <laughs> it's just funny. So to me. It,
1: So everyone's passion for the game and love of the game and love of their guy, it just brings it out combined with the fact that we have nothing else to really – Right. You know, perfect to timing. really focus our attention on.
0: Yeah, perfect time. So, what's next? Are you going to do? Are you guys going to do baseball? Going to do spring sports, track, track all decade things like that? Still, still to come.
1: That's those are still to come. We will do. We will do one for all the sp- majors. Well, all the sports we cover. Okay. So, like lacrosse, um, boys track, girls track. I will be doing. I will be handling track duties for those two teams. Um, baseball will be part of that. Girls soccer. Uh, water polo, water polo is okay. in, the, in the spring. That'll be part of what we do. And I'm missing something. Uh, boys volleyball. That's another one we do here. That's considered a quote unquote club sport or emerging sport under yeah. the state state guidelines. But we're uh, yeah, we're going to do everything. We we hoped to not have to do it. Like the reason the all decades even came up was because you know coronavirus shut everybody down.
0: Yeah. You're not out covering sports right now like you normally would be.
1: Correct. So we were we were hoping that the spring wouldn't be completely put to bed, that life would resume somewhat normally and we could just do a regular spring season or an abbreviated spring or something. But when when word came out that yeah we're we're closing schools and, and there's not going to be any sports this this spring going into summer it was like okay then the spring gets its turn too so we'll be doing all decade spring sports as well I don't know that that they'll generate as much interest or heat as uh, as basketball <laughs> has because the basketball community was pretty fired up this, uh, past couple days but it'll be uh, it'll be fun to go back and tell those stories like that was the best part about this. Was for football. We did defense one day, offense the next day. And I got to talk to Jason Meehan. He was our defensive player of the decade. He was the only two time All Metro defensive player of the year uh, in his time and over the past 10 years. And that guy, like, he couldn't get a D1 offer. Like, he was, he he led his team to. 27 consecutive victories and finished his senior season without a Division I football offer, despite playing middle linebacker at Webster Groves and basically dominating everyone who crossed his path. Well, eventually he gets to Northern Illinois because he does get a scholarship. And then I get to tell his story. And he had just... It was two days after Christmas. Northern Illinois had played in its bowl game and he was driving home. And he got into a car wreck. Oh, man. And then it, like, his... His, his, he, he escaped the car wreck without without catastrophic injury but he, he dislocated his hip which required surgery which meant he wasn't able to do a pro day at northern Illinois he wasn't to do he wasn't able to do camps he wasn't able to do any of that stuff he ended up you know he didn't get he, he, the accident was in December he wasn't jogging until the middle of June going into July before he was fully back doing his thing so, but his while he was a student at Northern Illinois, he, academically he crushed it, and he got an academic scholarship to University of Wisconsin Law School. So he his backup plan to the NFL was law school, and now he's currently a he's a uh, he's a public defender in Milwaukee you know, making a difference in the community and, and still crushing it. So I got to tell that story was my point. Yeah. And then I got to tell Deron Neal's story, a guy who was, you know, among the best to ever do it, who's, you know, was he, he lost in the semifinals as a sophomore at the SMET, as a junior at the Cement, Senior year, they lost to St. Louis U High in an all-time classic game over at the U High. So he never got to state. He, they lost in the semifinals when he was at Oklahoma, but he got in the Arena League and then he made – the championship winning catch in his last year of arena league football. So he finally got a ring (laughs) and he was so excited about that. And it meant so much to him because as we get old, like, we don't, you know, teenagers, we, when we're teenagers, we don't have perspective because we're young and dumb. That's part of the process. Living in the moment. And it was was fun to talk to him and me and then event. And then Roosevelt Jones, who was the, who was the feature story for basketball. It was fun to talk to them about how, how they had changed and kind of kind of look back on 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 their their time as a player and where they are now and just and hearing how they've grown how they've gone on to do things and how their perspective had changed and how they see it now it was really really entertaining to talk to those guys and and a real joy and that was part of part of what i like so much about it i mean the twitter twitter beef is one thing and telling people stories and sharing those with people was another.
0: Well, obviously, the, all the tweets show one thing: everyone's passionate about high school hoops in St. <laughs> Louis. But the other thing I think you got to keep keep in mind too is that hopefully everybody appreciates the stuff that you and all the other writers that uh, cover prep sports in the area do, because showing these kids some love. One thing I've recognized now, working in in the school district, those parents and those kids actually appreciate it because they don't always get it so when they get some ink when they get some photos uh get some coverage i think they all love it so it's a it's a it's a, a shout out to what you guys do in covering prep sports in the area
1: yeah i mean for every every everybody who told me i was a, a, a moron and, and and an idiot and a an adult <laughs> and a and a clown emoji and whatnot the uh the, there, there has been as, as many if not more people sending me notes and telling me, geez, man, we really appreciate it. Or, you know, I don't agree with you, but uh, thanks for doing it. So the, the, so there's been a lot of people, you know, on, on one side, but I've, I've gotten a lot of support, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, thanking me for it and, and, and appreciating it. And that's nice to hear because I mean, I, (laughs) <laughs> in, in my line of work, I, you know, I'm in the, I'm the last guy in the gym a lot of nights, and then there are those nights where the janitor wants me to get the hell out of the gym, so I end up in my car writing my story in January, which is not fun. Yeah. Like I don't know how you feel about getting in your car in January, but I don't have a fancy one where I can hit the button and it starts warming up before I get there. Like, <laughs> gotta get the heated seats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't have that. I'm not, I'm not rolling like that. So. So what what I you know it's nice to be appreciated because you know it, this job is is fun and I and I love it and I'm happy to do it like I said there aren't there aren't as many of us doing it as there used to be um but it but it's a job like anything else and it has its challenges and and some of those are our parents telling you you, you messed this up you messed that up why does my kid not get right. this the janitor's kicking me out of the gym cuz he wants to go home I mean shoot one school tried to lock me in that's like that's not great
0: <laughs> oh no Hopefully that, yeah. Hopefully that wasn't a Wentzville school district school.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> no, Wentzville school district has always been nice to me. All like right. whenever I've needed things, everyone has been has been awesome. So, but you know, those are the things like that. It is a job. You know, yeah. it has it has its bad days and it has its tough days and it has its challenges. But mm. by far, in a way, most days are are a lot of fun and and it's it and I think this town in particular, like. People don't understand just how unique STL high school sports is in the in the landscape of the country.
0: Yeah.
1: Like there is nothing like what we do anywhere else. And if you can find it, please show it to me. But the stuff we do with all the sports, with all we have 20 years of statistical information on our website for every sport that we cover. Like we have rosters still, we have totals, we have records. All of that, which We're is the awesome. only place you can get that. It's the only place. But it would only work in a town like St. Louis. Yeah, because this town cares so damn much about it's the kids and high school sports mean so much here. Like, I don't know if if it work in L.A. Like, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on in L.A. Right. I don't know if it would work in Chicago, but it works here because of our community and that and that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah.
0: Before I let you go, I got a couple questions. This is going sure. to, I'm surprised Frank didn't make you do this when you were on the radio with him because I know he does that no hedging stuff, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do it with you because I'm curious to pick your brain about these. So just the first thing that comes to your mind, don't think too hard about it. Um, some might be hard to answer, but I'll take whatever you got. So favorite school to watch football at?
1: Oh, to sit in the, uh, yeah. to sit and watch East St. Louis. <laughs>
0: favorite school to watch basketball at
1: the V the Sean
0: when these two schools match up to play football you gotta be there CBC and Eastside two schools matching up to play did I give you football or basketball first I forgot you just, <laughs> I e- just Eastside CBC for football okay basketball now Mm.
1: Chaminade CBC mm. off the top of my head that that'd probably be the one I would I would have to I'd have to be at Bashan. Bashan against anybody who's yeah. good is is probably the the answer but like it just traditionally like if yeah. I'm if I'm looking at the schedule a game I got a circle Chaminade yep. CBC is is probably it
0: makes sense um holiday basketball tournament that's usually a hot ticket that you can't miss so that's that's interesting. And that's because cause I, I know what you're saying because that's changed over the years now. Right.
1: Yes, because Merrimack doesn't do its tournament anymore and its tournament field has has kind of withered a bit. Um, but the 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 St. Louis U. High Winter Round Ball. Yeah. Uh, Winter Round Ball Classic has kind of stepped in as the as the tournament to be at. That's where CBC and St. Louis Christian played. You okay. were there. You, I was you were there. Jim, the you were up there. Yes. So. So that's that's probably the one you want to hit because they're going to have they've got you know mostly actually yeah I mean they've got all the really good uh, well actually Chaminade does its own tournament I was going to say they got all the MCC schools there but they don't so but CBC is going to be there yeah. Cardinal Ritter is going to be there like you're going to see some high level hoops St Louis Christian was there and they won it this year and they're only going to be better this year so that's probably it but Collinsville is really good too like yeah. collinsville's tournament in the winter is like on the illinois side like that's the that's the hot ticket yes and they sell they sell tournament ticket packages over there like that's how deep that goes so yeah. so this side of the river it's i think it's the uh the the winter round ball classic
0: over in illinois is definitely collinsville coach you always enjoyed interviewing <laughs> any sport any
1: sport mm Carl Reed is pretty fun, but he he likes to when he's on the record he doesn't like the chit chat a whole lot, but um oh Justin Tatum, yeah, Justin Tatum is you i mean he's a lot of people don't like Justin because he's big and he's loud and you know he gets on their nerves but i I, I find justin to be re- remarkably bright and uh and, and a great interview, especially when he's after a win, after a loss, he's kind of a he's kind of, a you know, a grump. But that goes for a lot of people. I mean, he's not alone. That's a long list. So him probably. Um, I always like talking to Jay Blossom. He was always good, too, when was he was over say, at Webster. Don't I mean, my- Jay's a guy I've talked to a lot over the years. So we got a good rapport.
0: That was be my guess for you is it would have been Jay. That was I thought you'd say him first. So, but just from what, just from reading stuff and the, and the quotes you get and his candor and how he would talk because when you, I so I talked to a high school sports reporter in Texas, a guy who uh, he uh, went to school at Missouri state and he's doing prep sports down in Texas, North of Houston. And he said, relationships have been the world to him because when you get to know a coach and he sees you there all the time and you're covering his kids and you know, you want to break a story or something's going on and you, he becomes a guy you can go to that might be able to help you to get some details or something like that. So you build a rapport, you build some relationships and it can help you in the long run. So that was I was thinking you may have had that with Jay before he retired. Oh yeah. yeah. Like Jay's Jay was always good to me. I
1: mean, shoot, I lived in Webster's gym when I was at the the West County Journal, we we had divvied up the territory. I got to take everything between one seventy and two seventy and my, my coworkers took two seventy on. So that meant I got to see Webster all the time I got to see Maplewood all the time when they were really really good I would get to see Chaminade CBC uh DeSmet like I was around that a lot I mean even Vianney you know like yeah. Viani's really they had a really good run there and shoot their best team didn't even get to state their best team lost to McClure North in the quarterfinal I think it was their second loss that year because Cam Beachide and Cardinal Ritter beat them but yeah that, I think it was Viani was twenty nine and two, twenty seven and no twenty seven and two, I want to say when they lost to McClure North, who went on to win back to back state championships. Wow. So
0: This might be a tough one, but I I've got a game. If you could think of a game that stands out is when you walked out of the gym, you were like, Wow, that happened. That was that was a game. Football, basketball, whatever. Do you have one of those games that was a wow moment? Uh, Lutheran North Trinity district
1: championship yeah. at lutheran north when the whole city showed up and lutheran north looked like it was gonna win trinity came back and i rewrote my i rewrote that's because it was a late start it, like it took it took a while to get there like there was a shoot i think they ended up being 48 46 was the final lots of points and so my deadline was ugly that night like i'm in the press box sweating. Wondering what in God's green earth I'm going to figure this one out and get them a story at, in some kind of semblance of time they can actually print this amazing game. But they scored so many points it just took forever. Uh, that game, man, it came down. They stopped Isaiah Williams from scoring the tying two point conversion with no time on the clock. Like that's or what? Maybe like three seconds on the clock. Like they had scored the touchdown to get them within two. They went for two, and they stuffed him just shy of the goal line, and he was going in. Isaiah was a man, like. <laughs> Isaiah said Illinois now, but he was he was on his two feet one of the best quarterbacks I've seen, especially in the last decade. And they they, they, they stuffed him at the at the at the goal line to save the game and, and win the district championship. Now they end up losing to Lamar, who went on to be the seven time state champion that year in the in the semifinal that was at Luther North, but but, yeah, that's probably my football game. Basketball, I would say uh, – I did this on Twitter the other day with Earl. When when Webster Groves and Kickapoo played, that really good Kickapoo team with yeah. Jared Ritter's senior year, yep. Courtney Ramey had a runner and then got fouled. So runner and one in the last – you, what was it, last 10 seconds last eight seconds so i have the stat sheet laying around because i, you I do. kept that one <laughs> i don't i don't have it at my fingertips right now okay. but I, I kept that one because it was so bananas because he hits the runner to tie it and one hits the free throw to put him up they win the game and then they go on to beat the, the daylights out of i don't remember who they beat in the championship at least summit some something or other i think I'm not even sure. Um, but, yeah, the, the championship game that year was the semifinal.
0: I don't know if you yeah. were there. Um, my game that I was going to see if I can jog your memory, the Merrimack tournament a couple years ago, uh, mm. St. Mary's. I think this was the tournament championship game, St. Mary's, Hazelwood, Hazelwood Central. Central? Yeah. yeah. That game was nuts. That was fun. Yeah.
1: That was fun because those two teams talk trash to each other the whole time. Yes, we're better. Did. We're this. We're that. <laughs> so that was that was a good one. Yeah. That was when Saint Mary's really started to kind of put its. Or was Saint Mary's the defending champ that year? Ah, oh, I can't remember. I don't remember. Either. I've seen so. I've seen so many damn games, Derek. They all. A lot of them are blending together.
0: <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. My last one for you, and I'll let you go. Sure. You are now put in charge of Misha. Oh God! One thing, one thing you would change—just one. One thing I would change—only one. I only
1: get one, so I can't. So I can't restructure where the state track meet is, so Jeff City can't kick me out of their press box an hour after the game. If okay. that's
0: if that's the one you want. <laughs> no.
1: Now, if I had one change with Misha, uh, I would do a one-time free transfer rule. I think a lot of a lot of bull crap would be put to bed if everybody got one one free transfer. Because when you're talking about high school kids, you're talking about a very I mean it's a very finite number of like you only get your four years. Like it, it is what it is. Right. So I, I think, you know, coach relationships, academic relationships, family things, like there's a lot that can I mean, life can lead kids to a lot of different places and I, and honestly I, I don't think the state goes out of its way to stop kids from playing. I don't think that's it at all. I, I just think that it's you know, when you when it comes down to it, you know, they they have their their reasons and their their ways to do things. I, I think if you give everybody one free get out of jail free card, you can go wherever you want, do whatever you want one time. And the second time you're done. Like then you gotta then you gotta be three sixty five and sit. But if everybody got one free transfer, I think that would be
0: the one thing I would do. There you go. Appreciate it, sir. This has been fun. Thanks, Derek.